It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. And also, we have the merman who puts his pants on one leg at a time if the rumors are accurate. Is this true, Murray? Not always. Wow, we're learning more about Merman every week. That's right. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, thanks to all who have been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members, and all members that sign up will get a free limited edition special Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie. Shout out to Alberta, our largest listening province in Canada, and our largest listening state in the U.S. is still Virginia. Virginia's for lovers. It is for lovers, and we love Virginia. Also, vive la France. As vive la France. As they hold a solid third place to our listeners from countries around the world. Thanks, France. Movies are back at Canyon Meadow Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support, and we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. Sweet! Love this music. How about we dance? Streaming, 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 and what? We're streaming, Jim. And we're streaming, Murray. What did we do? Streaming. Nice move there, Mur. This week, we uh, streamed a little something on Netflix. Beckett is... Uh, we streamed Beckett. Sorry. Uh, from 2021. 20, no, we streamed Beckett. Is it The Beckett or just Beckett? It's just Beckett. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Beckett is the story of an American in Greece that gets into a car accident that kills his girlfriend, and from there, he finds himself on the run as being hunted. Why? We're not sure. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> the, fil- the film starts rather lifelessly Lee, as we observe a couple on vacation. They decide to get out of the city late one night to avoid the social unrest that is impending. And as a result, Beckett, played by John David Washington, falls asleep at the wheel and gets into a car crash, killing his girlfriend. 
Ouch. Yes, from here, the film switches into another gear as Beckett visits the crash site and finds himself getting shot at by the police. What? The tension is pretty much maintained from this point to the end as both of us and... Both Both of us (laughs) and them. Both us as the audience and Beckett try to figure out why this is happening. As Beckett tries to figure out what is going on, he tries to get to the U.S. consulate in order to save himself. The middle hour or so in this is quite good, with John David Washington portraying this systems analyst in an unfathomable... I cannot Fathomable? Unfathomable. Fathomable bubble. Situation in a very real way. I really thought this was on its way to being Mondo, and then the last 10 minutes happened, and the film that I was quite enjoying turned ridiculous. All of a sudden, the systems analyst turned into James Bond. What a surprise. The legwork of the the first 90% of the film that painted the picture of this average guy with basically no physical ability was cast aside as Beckett turned into a badass that could fight. And at one point, he is jumping off a ledge to land on a speeding car. What is going on? I think I might talk about that too. (laughs) I also did not buy into any of Beckett's motivations in this. I'm not sure the guy I witnessed at the beginning of the film would be jumping off buildings, risking his life for someone he doesn't even know. This turned into an illogical mess. The last 10 minutes of this was so silly that it ruined the entire film. Bad beginning, excellent middle, and an inexplicably irrational, irritating ending Leave me with mo- no choice but to say, Beckett was a rage. Ah, poor Beckett. <laughs> I really stumbled through that. Honestly, I have not been drinking. That's yeah. He doesn't do that very, you know, unconsciously. Anyway, so uh, John David Washington, yum. And. He's awesome. That's all you had to say? Uh, The cinematography was delicious. So delicious that I wish I saw this in the cinema. Can you kind of pick up what I'm putting down here? I can. Okay, good. Just so we're all on the same page. This would have been much better in the cinema. Yeah, then you could have seen that uh, ridiculous jump jump off the park. But wait, I want to talk more about that. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, As this takes place in Greece... I guess I got a little bit hungry watching this. Greek food, by the way, in Greece is amazing. I'm just saying. Uh, I love the fact that whenever they spoke Greek, there was no subtitles. That was cool. This was the. This is fantastic. We were there's in things, his shoes. There's things in this movie. We, the audience, are in the exact same state as our hero during the entire film. That was well done. And. So we are 42 minutes into this film, and I am as confused as our hero about what the fuck is going on. Which is good. And I am loving it. Yep. No clue as to what, where, when, how, or why he is being a person, quote unquote, of interest. I was thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this film until we get to the U.S. Embassy. So for you, it was the last 10 minutes. But when we got to the U.S. Embassy, I'm like, the obviousness at this point of the conspiracy was way too overt and the the whole scene with the agent Tynan played by Boyd Holbrook just freaking annoyed me the whole scene everything he was in was annoying not so much that I hate the film but enough that 
an amazing thriller lost a lot of steam because I am pretty sure the embassy does not take people out of the embassy no. if they are protecting them to go, and I'm going to use this again, quote unquote, visit a good cop. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's already in the U.S. He's on U.S. soil. He doesn't fucking need to go anywhere. Nope. And I'm just shocked sometimes uh, with this type of writing in films. I'm just, I was flabbergasted because it was so it good. It was so good until then. Yeah. And actually, you said you didn't like the first part, but I kind of love the first part. I mean, it's corny and you see them falling in love. You know, they're madly in love and they're setting you up were for they? something. I was they just, were in they love. They were awkward. It was, it was cutely awkward. I kind of liked it. I, I actually don't normally like that thing, but this I wasn't minding because they were both uh, really cute together. All right. Um, yeah, so this could have been done in all different kinds of ways to make this more believable, but yeah. they didn't. No. Uh, plus, the end of the film, to your point, was a little over the top, uh, especially perfectly timing a landing on a car from three stories when up. you can't see the car. Yeah, exactly. He was, listen <laughs> he was listening with super hearing. Because he's a super spy. He's a now. super he's spy. He's James Bond. Using the force. He was using the force, but he's not even in the force movies. Well, maybe this is the Star That isn't Wars the black sequel. guy from the Star Wars movie? No, no it's not the same dude. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was, I was a little disappointed, to say the least. Granted, he did not come out unscathed in that fall, but I found it a little too the Americanized for a Greek film. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many Greek films have we seen in the last few years? <laughs> and all of them this usually one. are pretty messed up and fun. And yeah. th this this was just, well, I felt there was just too much American influence in this Greek film. My, Pity is one of my favorite movies of all time. If you want to see a Greek film. That just, yeah, that's a, so I've seen good. it. It's great. The ending should have made me rage, as it did for you. Oh, man. But I liked seeing John David Washington running around Greece, so I'm going to still give it a man. And, you know, we, we've had this discussion before. How how yes. for you it can be a ten minutes of a movie can yes. destroy the movie, but well, I liked to, I liked to your point. Movie. It was probably more like the last 20, 25 minutes. It's true, <laughs> but I mean there was a lot of really good in this, so I just it was so I couldn't good. get to rage. I couldn't get to rage. I, I was, was raging at stuff that was happening. Yeah, but the movie I still enjoyed. I'm glad that I saw it because I love him, and I think that uh, there was a lot of good action in it. Yeah, I wish somebody, I wish that uh, the internet connection just would have zonked out at 25 <laughs> minutes and then somehow every copy of the film got deleted off the face of and the earth you only so that I could that come point. up with my own conclusion because the one that was presented before me was ridiculous. It was stupid. It was so bad okay, that it so, makes me rage. Okay, so if he would have just made it to the embassy and the movie ended, wouldn't that have been like a perfect ending? That would have been fine. I would have right? Been it was cool. like, he made it. He, he made survived. It. We don't care about all the other characters. Yeah, all the side Whatever. stuff going on. Whatever. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got a man a rage on that one, people. So, you know, pick your poison on it. <laughs> All right. Well, we also went to the cinemas. Hey, I'm not done yet. Oh, oh did you, you see did it? Did you watch it? Oh, I saw it. I oh. recommended it, didn't I? Uh, did you? I yeah, I did. did. I thought I did. No, I did because it's on Netflix. Oh, right. Murray did because it was on Netflix. Did it automatically load to your phone? 
No. Oh, okay. I, thought, I thought I did because it had John David Washington in it. I was like, that's And I thought I that's why I would want to. But I'm sure Glad Murray did. Hey, okay. Murray, what'd you think? What'd you think? Well, Murray? thanks for asking. <laughs> All right. And you know what? I want to say, I love how close you are to the mic right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this film lost me in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't had, blame him. Had a nice <laughs> European setting. Wisely using the Greek scenery for both beauty as well as danger. The film's greatest gift, though, has to be the prompt separation of Washington and Vikander, two stars of astonishing beauty and even more amazing lack of chemistry. Excruciating first argue. ten minutes consists primarily of them being romantic and lovey-dovey. It's cute. And that is much harder to survive <laughs> as a viewer than any of the threats <laughs> to his life that follow. So yeah, I pretty much tuned out then. But it actually picked up. <laughs> oh, okay. A uh, conspiracy that he gets pulled in is also pretty thin, but the thrills of watching him fight for his life are the real reason we're there anyway. And those are actually done pretty well. There isn't much to Beckett as a character, but he carries the film with ease. It's a very physical performance, all jumping off cliffs and trains and all parking structures, and his continued ability to function is completely unbelievable. He breaks his hand, gets shot, gets stabbed several times, mm -hmm. and still manages to jump off parking structures <laughs> onto a moving car. It's funny how we all picked that up. <laughs> uh, this film just left me mad. Oh, there we go. Two mads, two mads in a rage. There it's you like go. almost like almost part of a full house. There you are. <laughs> All right, Jim. Now we can go to the cinema. Okay, thank you. But the our favorite place to be on the planet. Yes. And this is the movie that um, Murray's been waiting his entire life to come My out. My whole life to see. That, that he could see. Well, that's probably not true. Uh -huh. At least the next, in the last two years. Ever since Star Star, what's that? Space Invaders came out. You, the first thing, the first thing that Murray thought was, if Ryan 70s. Reynolds, if Ryan Reynolds could be in a movie with with Space Invaders. Or Missile Command, I want to see it. Oh, don't worry, I'm sure it's coming. I've got a, I got Missile Command on the, on the old go. video game. On your Xbox? I got, a, I got, a your, I got the Rollerball, too. Your, on your 3,000 games. Oh, yeah. Missile Command. Missile Command with the Rollerball. Guess what we're doing this weekend, people? We're at Brett, Brett Bryce is playing Missile All Command. Right okay, well, a free guy. Uh, a bank teller basically discovers he's actually an NPC, which is a non-playable character as in computer generated speaking of video games inside a brutal open world video game aka grand theft auto mm -hmm. uh fortnite that kind of thing mm -hmm. and yeah he basically discovers his self-awareness some journey and he uh decides he doesn't want to get uh, he doesn't want to be in a, in a work in a bank that gets robbed 20 times a day <laughs> all right i get started i guess then eh? yeah you do baby all right rotten tomatoes all right. 83% nice. meter. 95% audience score. There you go. Certified fresh. Whatever the hell that means. It's fresh. IMDb, 7.7 out of 10. It's fresh. New York Post, 100%. Strangely for franchise-loving, trademark-clutching Disney, which now owns 20th Century Studios, their free guy is totally original and absolute he's building, blast. He's building to his review. I just wanted to start with other people's opinions. <laughs> So he's not alone. I can't be accused and, and of know, being Ryan Reynolds biased. I don't. Although I you am. are Ryan Reynolds biased. That's a given. Just wanted to, I'm not the only person on the planet who loved this movie. Just okay. Oh, you that. loved it. Okay. 
Um, now, I am also a huge fan of the video game Grand Theft Auto. Nice. I spent so many hours just driving around the city looking for people to beat up and faster <laughs> cars to steal. <laughs> Hell, I didn't need, I didn't do the missions sometimes. A friend of mine taught me an especially brutal trick of picking up hookers, having sex with them in my car. Nice. And as soon as they get out, run them over and take the money back. Nice. Sorry, this is in Grand Theft the game, the, right? Vice Not City, in real life? Vice City, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, so, just so we're clear here. That's the kind of game it is. That's exactly what this movie is. It Basically, was. You can do whatever it, you want. Yep. And the NPC, the Ryan Reynolds of the world, are the guys that get shot and beat up yeah. multiple They're times. They're the, the, the hookers that get run over. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cruel, yeah, but it's a fun game. I especially love the death race, like running over people with your car aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Bigger the car, the bigger the bush. But I digress. I loved everything about this film. The fast pace, the senseless violence, the cheesy overacting. The film was full of surprises, kept me laughing for the whole two hours. As a side note, I recently saw a documentary about game shows hosted by Alex Trebek. What? Oh, yeah. There was Alex Trebek. At the end, he said his biggest regret was not getting to act in feature films. Aw. Well, sir, you have done it. That's right. R.I.P. Cameos in this film were amazing. Now on to the Kiwi in the room. Uh Uh-oh. Ah, Taika Waititi. Mm -hmm. I wish I could say I loved him in this film. He just didn't quite get there. To quote Dr. Evil, you're semi-evil. You're quasi-evil. You're the margarine of evil. You're the Diet Coke of evil. Just one calorie, (laughs) not evil enough. There you go. But this film was still a hard-driving, fun-filled freaking Mondo. Nice. Bryce, would you like to rebute? I'm sure he will. He will. (sighs) Free guy. That says it all right there. Yeah, that kind of does. <laughs> I love how the, there's a calmness over the music it's building right now. up the tension. There's a, there's a real sweetness happening right now. Free Guy was fun for a while, but as the repetition of watching Ryan Reynolds do the same thing over and over again wore thin, so did the premise. Having said this, there were some laughs, and everyone other than Reynolds were very good. Lil Ray Howery as Buddy was great. Uh, Utkarsh Ambudkar nice. as Mouser shines as he always does. I actually love love that guy. I wish I could pronounce his name. Yeah, but he's me good, too. He's good in you should work on in. that. Uh, I should. Takawatiti had some amusing bits, but his character Antoine was a little too one-dimensional to be the primary villain. Mm. Jody Cromer as Molotov Girl was a pleasure to watch. Uh, unfortunately, Ryan Reynolds as, as Guy was in full-on Ryan Reynolds mode. He seems to be playing a PG version of every character he has played in recent memory. From Deadpool to Michael Bryce in those awful Hitman's Bodyguard mu- movies, all the way back to Van Wilder and Monty from Waiting. They are all the same guy. He is full on Chevy Chase mode all the time. Still, the rest of this movie had an undeniable energy with some standout performances and some very funny bits from everybody but Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Free Guy was mad. Nice. <laughs> well, I bet you that came as a surprise to Murray. That it wasn't a raid? Yeah. A huge surprise. Exactly, right? Well, you know why? Because this movie was pretty good. So, if you like playing video games and enjoy the movie Wreck-It Ralph, then you will love this movie. Ryan Reynolds is, in my opinion, his funniest in a while in this film. 
some of the lines and dialogues that he came up with was, I, in my opinion, very funny. Every time he went into the coffee shop, I, I was laughing my ass off. Uh, in fact, I was going to mention, though, prior to this movie, I was literally saying, I am so tired of him and his one-dimensional character. Don't get me wrong. This is his same character he always plays, but for me, it was less annoying. I still think he isn't a great actor, but this film is fun. It does a great job of bringing the gap of video game and movie better than any other live action Wreck-It Ralph type film that I've seen probably in the last, let's say, 10 years. The story has influences from Ready Player One, and as I mentioned, Wreck-It Ralph, and what the hell? Let's also throw in some Tron for good measure. It's very Disneyfied, which is at times fun and at other times can be annoying. There is a lot of time I was laughing through this film. I loved a lot of it and found the story fairly well done as well as all the NPC characters were cleverly designed and had a personality and a character which made them enduring. All that, but it is a cookie cutter ending and a storybook Disney for my liking at the end. So as much as I had a good and at times great times and enjoyed this film a lot, it was just a man because it was, you know, just predictable and this regular Disney film. I'm not blaming it on anybody other than Disney. It's just a Disney movie. But it's not a Disney movie. It's Disney-like No, it's not a Disney movie. They had so many Disney characters yeah, because, in the movie. Because they got permission. Yeah. Because they, I bought, know. they bought 20th Century I know. after the movie was exactly. made. Exactly. It's still a Disney-like was movie. not shot by Disney. No, nope. to be clear, it, it, it may have not been. It may be owned by them now, That's, but it wasn't at the time. Right. So maybe they were advertising their sale because this movie is very Disney-like. Wreck-It Ralph was Mondo, by the way. Yeah, exactly. It was Tron. I don't watch. Wasn't cartoons. as good. So you know. Yeah. So anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good summer blockbuster type film and a lot of fun. For the entire Disney-loving family. There you go. It's a meh. It's a meh. Even the Disney-hating adults will enjoy it. There you go. They liked it. Some of it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Move on. I (laughs) I enjoyed it. It was fun. It wasn't terrible. All right. Well, we also got to see another movie called Don't Breathe 2. Did you see this one too, Mer? I did. <gasps> you did. Nice. Do you want me to go or do you want to want to hit that that don't breathe out of the park? <laughs> okay, so this is a uh, I'm going to sort of I've been using these quotes a lot today. Sort of a sequel uh, set years following the initial deadly home invasion that was Don't Breathe number 1. Mhm. And we still have Stephen Lang in it. Well, thank goodness. Being doing still blind, blind stuff. Blind man thing. Yeah. Still blind. Still blind and still still, 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 still kicking, ass. kicking ass and punching dicks. The music and score was awesome. The tension was pretty good. There were some great jump scares, and every single one that happened made me jump as, Br- as Bryce I'm can allude to. I'm sitting there, and he's just every time they intended a jump scare, all of a sudden I got this just giant 
uh, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. If I had Jim drinking like, popcorn, it was like oh, it would have been everywhere. It would have, but you know what? It's be- I think it was because I was so engaged in the music and the sound in this. I was oh, enveloping. Fair enough. Fair it was enough. really well, and and to me, the atmosphere of I would pulling just like, you look in, to my right every time. And what you're is like, going on? What's with wrong you? with you? Why are you? Why are you doing that? Uh, so many fantastic practical effects. Lots of blood and gore yeah. to keep you juiced up. Some yeah. crazy horrific. Uh, comedic moments like chopping your mama's arm off to get yourself free uh, or when your mom's gonna you know take your heart and uh, it is almost too poetic and just before you go under she turns to you and says thank you I thank literally you for, thank you for dying. So, yeah, thank so, you, dying, so I'm, I can so make. I'm, so, I'm so about to kill you for your heart. So thank no, no, you. no, I'm gonna kill you so I can make crack. Exactly, <laughs> that's it. And every and everybody around is on board because they need that. They need that need, crack. They need, need that crack. crack money to keep on going. They, exactly, because that's the only avenue of income. That's obviously. the only way they can. Yeah. Ma- I mean, they, they could still break into yeah. places. They do that well. Yeah, they're like all a, gonna die all and those starve if they don't kill this guys. girl. Have no other skills, apparently. Exactly. So I like the suspense, the creepy factor, and some of the... And um, for the love of me, I can't remember part one. So as we're watching this... So, of course, I had to go back and watch it when I got home that night. Uh, and (laughs) And man, Stephen Lang is still buff and does know how to kick ass and punch dicks as a blind dude. The CLF, played by Madeline Grace, did a great job of not annoying me through the entire film. So good on her. And not annoying me in itself is worth a celebration for this film. I enjoyed this vicious, murderous, psycho, fucked up mess of a film. I liked it a lot, but just not loved it. Well, well done, part two. But just well done enough to get a high man as some of it was repetitive after a while and of course there was a few dumb parts let's face it the blind dude getting all the way walking into the city in an evening made no sense he was he was led by the dog yeah yeah that would have happened like in seven hours (laughs) they live they showed them driving for hours to get into the city yeah they were moving but you know uh as always comes from Torture porn esque films. It was a fun ride. Is it, Matt? Mer, hit us. All right. Well, uh, before I watched this film, I had to see Don't Breathe One. Okay, so you'd never seen one. Because I don't remember if I'd ever seen it. Yep. Turns out I hadn't. <laughs> well, the first one was okay, predictable, entertaining. Yep. Uh, this one was completely different. Yeah. Uh, I actually questioned taking the bad guy who kidnapped, raped, and killed people from the first one and making him a good guy in this one. <laughs> I was actually pleasantly surprised. But he's, he, he's, he's more of a dad now. He's still a bad mofo. Yeah. Um, first half of the movie had me checking my watch every five minutes, so. Yep. Willing the time just to pass, because I just... <laughs> I, I didn't jump once, by the way. I haven't jumped in years to any movie, so... Uh, this didn't do it either. No. Nope. Uh, but halfway through, it actually got kind in, of interesting. There were a few unexpected plot twists. And the ending was freaking awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, in fact, the ending almost turned this into Amanda. What? Almost. But in the end, it was just a meh. Ah. Hmm. Sounds like it's familiar. 
Right. Well, what do you say, Bryce? Uh, don't breathe. Two. Uh, it, it wasn't awful. <laughs> All right. It was it was better than I thought it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had solid practical effects. That that was pretty much the highlight of the film for me. The, mm-hmm. the practical effects. Gooey, gooey. Ultimately, the film would either sink or float based on the performance of Stephen Lang as Nor- Norman Nordstrom, the blind antihero badass of the story. Lang kept this film afloat with a solid performance, as was the case in the first Don't Breathe. And just like the first one, this was meh. <laughs> Why? Wait, 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 back it up, though. Right. Didn't you think Didn't you think the CLF in this was pretty good? Mm. You didn't like her at all? She's all right. I thought Madeline Grace did a good job. Yeah, she's fine. That's it, fine. She's all right. Cheap. The, the movie wasn't on her shoulders. It was on no, one man's it, shoulders. No, it is and, a lot on his shoulders, and for sure. To, his performance is so good that it's really not a good movie. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's in it, and there's stuff. Stephen Lang is so good that it makes it much better than it has any business being. But, you know, Murray, to your point a little bit about this film, um, because the, it actually he actually brings it up in the movie where he's talking about the fact that I've done things and I've been yeah. bad things. Yeah. Keeping in mind that they broke in to steal his shit in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, cause it, well, yeah, but still, but he kind of took it very darkly. He did. Like, just don't kill them. Uh, hey. Like, he was he was cruel and sadistic in the first yes, one. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. He well, wasn't even just to a, a dark he wasn't place. Even just but, like, but he lives in him, a dark place. Shooting at him is one thing, but yeah, no, he went out of his way to be cruel of these two. Yeah, not, well to mention, not to mention the woman who was tied up in his basement. Nice. That he basically inseminated. It's like, yeah. yeah he didn't say, he, he said he wasn't her. a good person. Yeah. No, it's true. So, yeah, it took me a while to actually accept so, that he was actually the he good actually guy. Admitted he was movie. a rapist I in the actually, second one, too. I actually think that this should, needs to be a trilogy because I kind of think I need a uh, an, an origin story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Uh, let's did, let's go back to I the war. Know. Let's see what made this guy yeah. the way he Maybe is. he was just blind his whole well, life, though. Did, did you guys stay for the I don't for, think for so. I think it's been implied. Wasn't it implied yeah. in the first one that he was... Yeah, maybe? yeah. He was he was definitely blind in the first no, one. No, no. He was I, blind. I know that. It was implied, though, that he, he wasn't always blind. He was blind oh, based I don't know. on... I thought he... Something in the war, I yeah, thought. Yeah, okay, so the you war. Were, That's why wow, I your want... memory is yeah, good. Yeah, IED or something, but... Oh. No, so there's a reason why he's the way he is. Now I want part three so I can find out exactly is what made it. Maybe he just got angry. He was angry at the world because he was blind. Well, that's, that's what, why that's what I'm saying. But there's just, a, just a dick. It's exactly what I'm saying, Jim. He's angry at the world. Why? I want to know. Oh, okay. That's what the prequel I kind of don't be. care. I'm just glad he's I angry. I want a part three. I'm kind of glad he's angry. Well, sure, I'll take a part three. I don't mind. I don't know who's going to play a, a younger version of him, though, because he can't go back. It can't be Stephen Lang mm. play, playing part three. Maybe Stephen Lang has a child. Maybe. Junior child. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So. Oh, don't breathe. It's a... Uh, what is it, Murr? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. From Let's there... Let's root for part three. <laughs> Let's uh, let's class it up with a little Aretha Franklin documentary. Do- I almost up, said documentary, almost docudrama. Did. There you go. That's what I meant to say. Uh, respect is the story of the rise of Aretha Franklin from childhood choir singer to international sensation. Jennifer Hudson stars as the iconic singer and does its 
competently, I guess. Uh, the performances, although her singing's great, her performance is competent. Uh, the performances by the supporting cast are stellar, however. Marlon Wayans as Ted White does his job as I'm not sure I could have disliked this character anymore. Um, Titus Burgess as Reverend James Cleveland is quietly brilliant mm -hmm. in his role. Forrest Whitaker as Reverend Franklin was also very good, as always the case with Forrest Whitaker. It's almost redundant. Um, then there's Mark Marin as Jerry Wexler. And he's always fantastic. This guy is not only hilarious as a stand-up comic, yeah. but he's a tremendous character actor. I need to see more Mark Marin. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. The problem... Oh, is he in Glow? He's like the manager. Oh, I did he's not like know. the best part of the show. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm sure but he is. I, but it's, no it's, it's TV, so I wasn't going yeah, to Yeah, He doesn't know I probably TV won't is. end up seeing it. <laughs> uh, the problem with it is the same as most biopics, as you cannot cover decades in two hours. Anyone out there making a biopic, I'm begging you, please pick one moment from your subject's life and write a really good script about that moment. It is impossible to cover someone's whole life in two hours, or in this case, about two hours, uh, or about, uh, sorry, in this case, about 20 some odd years in two and a half hours. I will say, however, the ending was very poignant, and the choice to end the movie with the 1972 Amazing Grace concert was a perfect way to conclude. Still, too much content to pack into a relatively short period of time caused this film, like many biopics that have preceded it, to be mad. Well, well, well. I am going to disagree with you on the Jennifer Hudson front. I thought she was brilliant as Aretha Franklin. As was Mary J. Blige, which you did not mention, I thought was amazing. The casting in this film, as you had mentioned, though, was fantastic. I can't believe you didn't pull up Mary J. Blige. I thought she did a great job. I don't even know who she played. Oh, okay. Well, then don't worry about it. We can talk about that later. Who'd she play? She know. was the she was the other I forget the uh, the per character that she did, but she was the queen before Aretha showed up. Well, that fur coat. Right, right, right. You know who it is yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dinah uh, Dina Washington. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there you go. Um, through to about twenty minutes, and I was not really loving the direction style so much, but was still very much enjoying being in the presence of one of my all-time heroes being portrayed in film. This, in my opinion, was one amazing scene captured in a moment followed by another amazing scene captured in a moment. I think part of my dislike at the beginning of the film was that I didn't feel the connection to the director's feel for Aretha's character. But as the story kept unfolding, I enjoyed the story and direction more and more. They captured all the main pain and suffering that Aretha went through, but did not dwell on it. This is one of the most accurate biopics that I've ever seen. If you go and do the bio fact check, it covers everything that's pretty much accurate. It felt genuine. Yeah. There was some directorial and story embellishment, sure. Uh, but what we saw in this film did actually happen pretty close to reality. And as a huge fan of Aretha Franklin, I loved and absolutely loved they did not dwell so much on specific incidences and stayed focused on telling her story and sharing her greatness. I pretty much cried all the way through this film from start to finish. 
thinking as I watched how unfair life has been and had been to Aretha and the whole black community that lived through the same points in her time frame. In the end, with her playing her song for Barack Obama, the actual real uh, show was the icing on the cake. I could have watched every minute of her life being retold on screen for another 20 years, just basically living in the movie theater for the rest of my life. But alas, that would have been fine. But that's I, not what happened. I will have to wait for the sequel, Aretha 2.0. She was a powerhouse of a singer, an amazing civil rights ambassador. And this movie took me on an emotional journey of a big part in her life, although only 20 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was motherfucking Mondo to me. I loved it. I, I know what you're saying about it, I, but I think I hate when they spread everything so thinly that I don't get a I don't get a true picture of any point. But in yeah, life. but but I th the reason I'm saying well I, I I'm biased because I'm I'm such a big Aretha fan. But the the thing that I think I did like about it was they just touched on points of it that were pinnacle in her life that happened through her journey, and they didn't stay on it. I agree with you. I think and that's the reason I didn't like it. Yeah, see, I, I like that. I kind of wanted to know want, those nuggets. I don't want a Cole's Notes version of her life. Mm. I just don't. Well, let's hope that now they actually... See, I would love to see the documentary of this as well. <laughs> and trying to see a documentary on... Like, they haven't made a documentary about her, so it's yeah. it, at least not one that's... Sure, it's on its way. Yeah, it, it should be on its way. I, that's, that's what I'm hoping. But I fully enjoyed this. The music was amazing. It Every was. single... The yeah. music all the way through. Music it. was great, and, and actually, was, a lot of it was great. I loved a lot of this, but it's it falls into the your typical biopic where they just don't they don't they they try to cover too much in too short a period of time, and it just you can't cover someone's whole life in two hours or even twenty years of their life. Yeah, which is pretty much. I'm glad it ended where it ended. That, yes, that, that was abs absolutely the perfect ending. Yep, I love that ending. Yep, but people, it's worth seeing. You, it is. If you're an Aretha fan, if you're an you'll Aretha be like fan, me. Go. If you're you'll not, you'll get a Cole's Notes version of you know of the her first, life. first thirty years. Wow. And then I bought um, the <laughs> I bought the concert. Oh, um, did you? Yeah, I did. Afterwards, I went. And bought the I actually have never watched the film. And yeah, I, Amazing I, Grace. I, yeah. I, I need to watch that one. Yeah, it's, it's it's uh, yeah. it made oh. me cry all the way through that I'm too. So sure I it did. I'm sure it did. <laughs> did Murray see it? No, I did not. Remember, uh, he said he hates Jennifer Hudson. And he I says I don't see it. like Jennifer Hudson, and I'm not a huge Aretha <laughs> Franklin fan. There you go. There you are. And I work on the weekends. So there you go. You everybody's can only everybody else is working for the weekend, and you, you work, work on the weekend. weekend. I work on the Murray's day working right. on the weekend. All right, all right, all right. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Uh, sometimes I get, I don't know. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Sweet, 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 sweet rage. There was a bunch of little nuggets through this whole week that kind of made me minor rage. But I have a full-on rage, so the thing I'm going to rage about this week is sequels that aren't really sequels, and they confuse me. <laughs> As I'm watching Don't Breathe 2, I'm kind of like, wait a minute. And then even after the movie, afterwards, we were kind of like, 
okay, what happened? Like, what ha- what would happen in the first one? We, we and how did this go? After the movie was over, we were both like, did, was that really a sequel? Yeah, it, was, it didn't feel what, like a sequel. What was the connection? I yeah. Think. And, and then was, we were thinking, was it the girl? The like, girl did the girl the live the, at the end? Or, yeah. And well, even when and you watch... And I watched the first one right before I went to see the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I kind of wish and I did. yeah, like, it, I thought the second one would be him tracking down the woman who stole all his money. Yeah, but didn't... But so it wasn't. wasn't at the end of the first go. one, at the first one... There was, like, there, some there was, weird there was, scene at the end with the girl, with the girl and they're yeah. getting on a train or something, maybe. Like, yeah. she had a daughter or well, she no, had a like sister? No, like, the girl who survived at the end, that was her sister. There you go. They were going to California... With right. his money, yeah. So that's see, that's it but made me he, think is that's he, the scene I remember. But he didn't track her down. No, but that's the scene I remember. Later, he's been raising this orphan that he found on the street. Yeah, in front of this house on this meth lab that's on so fire. So it's completely unrelated. Completely, yeah. unrelated. just the same I'm character. Trying, yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to take this girl that's with him and connect it to the first movie, and yeah. there is no yeah, connection. Yeah, exactly. Because no like, I remembered, I just remembered no. the last scene of the movie. And I'm like, oh yeah, there was something with the girl and another little girl at the end. I thought that he now had that little girl. Nope. That's what I thought. But Holy it was wrong. So yeah, there you go. Don't do that. If you're gonna make a sequel, exactly. <laughs> and I don't even know if I should rage about it, but it's you know it's the best I got this week. I can't. I didn't have much more I needed to rage about, but I, I maybe you know what? I'm switching my rage. To, I'm raging at myself. I should have done what Murray did. I should have watched. I should have watched part one before I went and saw part two to remind myself what it was about. There, there you go. go. All right. My rage this week is having to watch Ryan Reynolds play the same character, figuratively (laughs) winking at the camera for the entire movie again. I know he can do better than this. I've seen it, just not very often. I've gotten to the point where I can't take it much longer. He is a few more mailed-in performances like this away from being repulsive. That is my rage. Well, he'll never make the repulsive list, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> I, I have to agree with you that I I need him to do something different. Just do something different. Because you're right. We have seen him in, in the things middle of his that he's career, done different. He tried some different with that Buried movie, and you know, and he's always been good. Like Yeah, Buried, he was great. He was great in that. Even in the stupid Amityville freaking remake that he was in. He was he was. Fine. Yeah, he, you know, was, he wasn't he was trying some, to... At least he wasn't winking at the camera the whole time. You know, not, he's not literally winking at the camera. did not see him wink. He no, never... No. Win- he's figuratively winking. Figuratively winking. The yes. entire time. He doesn't time. even talk to the camera like in Deadpool. <coughs> it feels well, like he is. For that. He fe- it feels like he It does. Like it kind is. of feels like he yeah. is. Everybody's in on it. and It's just... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's almost like he's... He's in Chevy Chase mode. Yeah, or even parts Chase of Jim Carrey the, mode, right? Like where Jim Carrey yeah. kind of got in that. Or or what's his name? Um, Johnny Depp mode, right? It's like you get pigeonholed. It's I like Hollywood guess, knows he's, he, this is successful for him. Yeah, 20 years in Johnny so, Depp mode. Yeah, yeah right? It's where he's now pigeonholed as this weirdo. And, and now Ryan yeah. Reynolds is now pigeonholed as the guy who's... The swarmy uh, Yeah, swarming, uh, back-talking yeah, dude. Smart-ass. Yeah, come on, Ryan. Like, we think you can do better even stuff. Even when he's playing an innocent kind of character like this, he just still comes off as a smart ass. Because that's how he, that's all he does. I kind of like the smarmy. Yeah. Smarmy is a good word. Yeah, well. But my, Murray likes that's the smarmy. That's my rage. Whatever. Murray likes the smarmy. 
Maybe he just likes to do fun, entertaining movies for his fans. Maybe that's it. Repetitive. Repetitive. And his fans love repetitive. it. Repetitive. Dummies! Not his fault. You're not one of them. Dummies! Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. This is Ratchet Book Club. Hood classics. If you're looking for the shit, we have it. Looking for the hood shit, we got it. Thinking of some funny shit, we thought it. Reading with us is the best thing on the block, and we ain't gonna stop till we get to the top. So just check us out real quick. You're never gonna regret it. I'm telling you now, you won't dislike a second. Ratchet Book Club, we got that shit. We are the shit. Yeah, this is legit. Big D. Check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, wherever you can find good podcasts at. You won't regret a second. Peace. All right. Sweet. Alrighty then. Merman. Bring some joy. Are these wow. the top 10 Ryan Reynolds movies of all time? I wish it was right now. Oh, I'd, no. I'd love to talk about 10 minutes about how great he is. Okay. But, so uh, he's changing it. He's freelancing. Oh, he's Free Guy in his Merman minute. That's right. After the long wait, I finally got to see Free Guy this week. Woot, woot. As many people know, I love me some Ryan Reynolds. He does. I don't care what you say, Bryce. Is he your hall pass, by the way? If you're going to be gay for one night, it's with Ryan Reynolds? Exactly. There you go. Uh, nice. But actually, I'm not going to talk about him for a change. You're welcome, guys. I came across an 80s classic film with my other favorite Vancouver actor, Mr. Michael J. J. Fox. Fox, yeah. Which I'm sure Bryce will hate as well. What? It was The Secret of My Success from 1987. Oh, wow. Have you not seen that? The Secret of My Success. Is I live? Hey, hey, hey! This is my moment. Five hours a day. Hey, man, Night Ranger. He did the theme song. Must just just quit now. (laughs) Well, take two extra minutes, Murray. He just ate into your time. Yeah, he's basically he rolled over my punchline. Thank you very much. (laughs) Hit us with it. I didn't hear the first part because of him. It was critically panned yet underrated comedy at the height of uh, Michael J. Fox's popularity. For fans of his TV show. This was a movie version of Alex P. Keaton. Nice. Story goes as such. He's a well-educated kid from Kansas trying to make it big in New York. When he gets there, his job has been eliminated. He is forced to go to his uncle, who gets him a job in the mail room. Mm. He can't help but see how incompetent his uncle is running the company, so he uses a fake name and identity to improve things around there. This is complicated when he first accidentally sleeps with his uncle's wife. What? And then falls in love with his uncle's mistress. What? Hilarious. Hilarious. Michael J. Fox is in good form as the engaging young hero of this light comedy. Represents everything inoffensive about the 80s from the executive ladder climbing likable scamp and the power dressed female. A decent star vehicle and pure sugary 80s fun. Strength of this film is undoubtedly its soundtrack. The score composed by fellow Canadian David Foster. No way! Yes, freaking way. It features an A-list of 80s musicians like Roger Daltrey, Night Ranger, Pat Benatar, Bananarama, Kachinri and the Raves, and of course, the classic by Yellow. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Never be accused of being a deep film or even thought-provoking in any way. 
but it was a charming film with good old-fashioned 80s values. The soundtrack will have you humming. Now, forget whatever Bryce said. To quote the theme song, (laughs) the secret of my success is that I'm living 25 hours a day, which may explain why I'm not that successful. I spend half that time sleeping. See, even he knows the song. Of course he knows it. It's Night Ranger. It's Night Ranger. Night Ranger is literally the first concert I ever went to. I went to it when I was like 12 years old at Canada's Wonderland. Did you see this movie? Did you see this movie before or after listening to Night Ranger? Oh, well after. Did they perform this song at their concert? No, it wasn't out yet. This was. uh, This was. Was it written for the movie? This was right after. I believe it was by David Foster. Wrote it, I believe. Nice. This was right after. uh, I saw them right after Sister Christian came out and exploded. There you so. go. No, anyway. yeah, that's yes. right. But anyway. uh, yeah, Murray, I remember that movie when it came yes. out. I saw it in the theaters. And I loved it. I don't doubt it. All right, and then. I did not. I know you did not. You did not love it or you did you not see it? can't even shut up for, oh, for two minutes it. when we talking about it, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Eh, it's Night Ranger. I love Night Ranger. Well, we got a lot. Yeah, well, <laughs> so Murray loved the movie. So. so there. So there. Well, we got a lot of lists to talk about today, people. I'm not sure if you noticed, but <clears throat> we had an assignment. If I if I seem to remember, does everybody remember our assignment from last week? Yeah. I didn't until I saw the, the stupid I, I agenda that was given to me like yesterday, two hours before the podcast. Yeah, it's true. But you know what? I can't babysit you all the time. When we assign homework, you should write it down yourself. I don't really do homework. Well, maybe you remember the Anyways, movie enough. I did. I did managed to cram, cram it, it in. in did you well murray I watched half of it last <laughs> night and half of it today what a what a trooper like the things he does for our podcast people i tell you it's like he's a superman or something although i only, or some I only had to watch it to a certain point okay obvious who this is exactly it's so obvious that oh, yeah, we right. may have some drops today people all right so we were assigned to see the movie raising arizona because we needed to mesmerize off. So we're all going to write down who is the most mesmerizing. So we got three people we're working with here, which it's kind of a little unfair if one of them gets boot punted because she wasn't in it for very long. Oh, you're releasing all of a sudden who you're saying. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying. <laughs> the ru- rules is rules, man. Rules right. is rules. If she wasn't mesmerizing enough, so we got Nick Cage, yeah, John Goodman, yeah. and Francis McDormand. So, in the McDormand. movie, ra- thank you. In the movie, Raising Arizona, the mesmerize off, and we're writing down who was the most mesmerizing in this movie. And we can't pick Holly Hunter. Even though she was the most mesmerizing in this movie. Whatever. Exactly. But she's not mesmerizing on the list, so. (laughs) She should be. She should be on the list. Should she? Maybe. All right. Count of three. You got it written down, Murr? Yeah. One, two, three. McDormand. Nick Cage. (laughs) John. Of course you would say Nick Cage. Nick Cage was the most mesmerizing. Murray got John Goodman, so we. Nicholas Cage was (laughs) everybody's safe. 
I'm sorry, McDormand hit the. She was the only one that was. She was. I was disappointed. Two minutes. I was disappointed in the other two. She's like two minutes in that movie. What what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Same. She she was pretty amazing in the movie. Well, then she should. She she had played Nick Cage's wife, and I said, "Yeah." Then she couldn't. Then why? Why was she even part of this mesmerized off if she wasn't in it long enough to make? You tell me. She has the idea. She has to be. It's the rules. I know. They, but, she was but pretty mesmerizing. I, she was completely mesmerizing for the amount of time she was in it. And I don't care if she was in for 10 seconds. She Her performance was way better than those other two. Nah, Nick nah. Cage was great. Nick Cage John Goodman was, was awesome. No. John Goodman was also awesome. Actually, I liked his his, his uh, partner, too. We have no clear winner. Actually, you know what? I thought everybody in that William movie William Forsythe should be on the mesmerizing. Yes. That was? Yes. Well, we got another one we have to talk about, too. Because... Even though we didn't get to see him, he has a credit and he spoke. So I'm throwing out no, Michael Stolberg. He's, he's got a credit and he spoke, but he didn't speak. He didn't. He's he, not in the movie. He's it's not just like in doing, it. It's just like doing voice yes, acting. Yes, I know. So I did I have to. Why... I did have to bring it up though, because if you got to see him, I bet you there was a scene that they actually showed him. So if we, I'm not even sure if it gets him off, anyways, because. It was the mess. So it was his yeah, previous film. It well, it doesn't. You're doesn't right. It's matter. a moot point it's because a, he technically wasn't physically in the movie. Yes. But it was close. It was very, very close. I just had to bring it up. <laughs> I saw that you were going to bring it up, and I was like, "Why are you bringing this up?" Just, <laughs> just, it has to be mentioned. He, we we should be it? tracking. We should be tracking our mesmerized and our undoubted. Like, well, of course we are, but that's, yeah. we've already established that that's not a thing. No, I know, but we the got voice acting. As soon as I saw the thing. credit for him, I'm like, "What the hell, Stolberg? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why aren't you in this?" So. Yes. Uh, that brings up the elephant in the room taco with TD. Yes, that's the other that's one. That's the kiwi in the room. Yeah, and he didn't get be- a rage, so we're going to go back and look. But did you I believe his one? last one was a meh, and was I think it? I just gave him another meh. You did. So I think he's off as an actor. But <laughs> He what would was be. His, what is his last one? I'm just pulling it up. Okay, free guy. Uh, did you give, Yeah, you gave Suicide Squad a... It um, was a meh. So, goodbye, taco with TD as an actor. Done. I'm sure he's heartbroken. He is heartbroken. He's probably going to roll over in his sleep and go, why did I make two mez? Or he'll just direct another awesome movie. Well, no, it's he's true. still on as a director. No, he's not he's, on. He hasn't made enough well, movies. Sorry, yet. he's going to be on as a he director. He will be on. I don't can't see him making a bad movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as an actor, he's been in a couple of men although you guys both gave you guys both go no, gave no. those Mondo. No, yes. no. Uh, well, I, he gave Mondo I, back I gave to back. I gave Mondos. Mondo to Suicide Squad. But I gave him oh, Matt a free guy. Matt so for so me, he would, he would still be on. It would have been yeah. safe for me. His performance was meh, yeah. but the movie I feel was bad. Mom. I'm sorry, Taka, but I'm sorry. I'm, you should have liked Suicide Squad as much as Murray and I. I <laughs> guess. That's right. I, <laughs> Apparently. I couldn't, though, because it wasn't as good as you, you and Murray thought it was. I think the giant star was, was fantastic. I yeah. I think it was. it was better than Free Guy for me. I know it wasn't for Murray, probably, but. No. Close, but free guy was better. Yeah, eh, whatever. All right, well, we'll try and find an assignment for next week because we got to take some of these people down. And well, um, once again, we took no one down. We need Viola obvious. Davis and Frances McDormand to make a movie together. How come you can't Can pronounce make, her name? I by don't the way? know why. It's just by Mick habit. McDormand. McDormand. Yes. Thank you. Not Nick McDormand. McDormand. That's I it's don't know just, what is that. I don't McDormand. know. It's my it's my Nobody, Toronto accent. I don't accent. even think I don't even think that's a name. It's my Toronto accent. I don't think anybody's named McDormand. <laughs> Why not? 
I don't know. <laughs> it's just maybe, maybe there is. I've never heard that. What's that? There's McDermott. Hugh McDermott. Yeah, lots of McDermott. Yeah, there's. That maybe I've never. Why. I've never seen a McDermott. At least McDormand. I didn't call her Frances McDonald's. Anyways, just call her by what yeah. she's. That would be McDormand. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. You've I'm made not, me. I'm, I'm not you've sure seen the air of my ways. <laughs> I sense a hint of sarcasm in your in your your. Uh, really? Your thank you. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I appreciate it. Well, I'm not normally sarcastic. See, once again, <laughs> I'm sensing it. I know it can't possibly be true. <laughs> exactly. Anyways. All right. Well, are we doing more lists? No, we got uh, enough list for today. I was going to bring up that I uh, that someone's lost his luster, but apparently you're still in love with him. So who's that? John Goodman? John David Washington. Oh, I still love him. I thought he was great. I thought he was just okay, and I thought he's just been okay for the last few movies. And I'm I'm not sure that I'm I'm loving him anymore. Well, let's think about it. I think, think a little harder. Yeah, but he's still in. Uh, he's he's not undoubted, anyways, right? No. No, he's just mes- mesmerized. He's just I, mesmerizing. And I'm not sure that he is anymore. But I'm gonna give him one more movie, and then I'll. Make he was my... amazing in Tenant. What? Come on. He was. He was, but. Uh, yeah. Malcolm and Marie. He was also pretty good. He the was movie wasn't good. good. The movie wasn't good. He was very good. Yeah, Tenant. He was fantastic. So he oh, had yeah. one little slip up because he was in Greece, and the movie was not well directed. He was in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Greece. Beckett. It's called Beckett. Movie. He was in the country of Greece. He has, yeah, he has threw get, him off he has, his he game. He doesn't get votes for, for shooting in Greece. He was, he was in the musical. He was in the musical Grease 3, otherwise known as Beckett. Grease 3. With Francis McDormand. <laughs> I'll see that I would have seen. <laughs> yeah, that, right. I, I hope she never does make that movie, by the way. Let's move on. All right, then. All right, last week on Rage or Dare, Bryce pulled the 2009 Lady Fight Club comedy Bride Wars from Jim's newly freshened up bag of torture. This week, Jim will get to choose to Rage or Dare. Check in with Bryce and see if this bride film has him dreaming of his wedding day or wishing he dug a little deeper into Jim's torture bag. Mmm. Bride Wars. How was it, Bryce? Bride Wars. They made this. Once upon a time, there was two brides. <laughs> they made this. Um, I'll get right to it. This is the worst thing that either Kate Hudson or Anne Hathaway have ever done, and that is saying something, as Kate Hudson was in Fool's Gold with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yes. And, and Anne Hathaway was in The Hustle with Rebel Wilson. <laughs> Watching this actually gave me a stomach ache as I squirmed not believing that anyone could write so many one-dimensional plastic characters and stick them all in the same movie. (laughs) Is watching awful people doing and saying awful things supposed to qualify for humor? It did not, and this was perhaps the worst thing I have seen this year. And And it once again reminds me of what this segment is supposed to be. Well played, Jim. This was 90 minutes of trash, complete with garbage performances from the likes of our two stars, as well as Chris Pratt and Candace Bergen. And that was the dumb. And what was with the dumb narration throughout the whole thing from Bergen? It didn't even make any sense. <laughs> no. Why did she give a it was crap? It's like Murphy Brown. She was Murphy Browning you. Uh, rage, 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 rage. Bride Wars was an appalling rage. Oh. Uh, just so you know, FYI, 
Yeah. It's going to be worse for you, buddy. Remember when you thought <laughs> you wanted to that. up the ante? Yeah. It's up all the way to the right. max, baby. I'm feeling comfortable with the crap you're going to have to watch out of my bag. So, Well, I think I'm going to go in for a dare this week. So yeah, you're, That would be, be the safe play. Is that the dare or that the, the audience? The dare audience. The audience That's the dare, dare bag. bag. Pull it out, Murray. You can pull my pull my bag. I wish I was pulling out of there because I get nothing but gold out of there. Uh, yeah, I pulled grease too out of there. So suck a bag of dicks, buddy. Okay, I will be watching next week. Uh, chairman of the board. Wait, didn't we already watch this? I don't you? think so. No. Never heard of it. What are you talking about? Didn't we watch? Didn't was this already no. dared by us? No, we didn't watch Chairman of the Board. I know, I watched it. <laughs> Never heard of it. That's with Carrot Top. Oh, God. <laughs> Mr. Vegas. Uh, might be okay. Yeah, Car- who doesn't love Carrot Top? It's a prop comic. He is, with some serious guns. Yeah, he's... I don't, think he, I don't think he had the serious guns in this movie, though. Was, I guess we'll have to wait I, for me to find out. I think this is pre-serious guns. I remember seeing this at one point, and I, it's one of the only movies that I only made it two-thirds of the way through before I turned it off. So well, now you're going to have to make it the whole way. Oh, it's Carrot Top. It does get a solid 2.3 on IMDb, though. <laughs> solid. Solid gold. Solid gold. Did you know his name is Scott Thompson? In real life? Yeah. Carrot Tops is Scott Thompson. Scott but what's Scott, Tom- Thompson. what's Scott Thompson's real name? Uh, Scott What's Thompson. Scott Thompson's real name it's then? Scott Thompson. It's, it's actually Scott Thompson. So Scott Thompson and Scott Thompson yeah. are two different people. But they're the same. Hey, Raquel mm. Welch is in this. Oh, Raquel Welch? This could be a winner, winner, chicken dinner. No. Uh, All right, people. All right. That's been a fun time today. How do you how do you get a major release? Like it, I remember this being released in the theaters and it, across the US and Canada it grossed $180,000. Carrot top. Carrot top, baby. Well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Some super rage love to our members, Julene from It Goes Down in the PM podcast, James and Philip for their continued financial support to help us keep the lights on. Thanks to Extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision of photography via Leonard Conlon Photography. For Bex Goose for her tuning skills at PotatoLadyPodcastReviews.com. For Tony from FlixX Rated. Thanks, buddy, for being an amazing graphic design for our verbal masturbation art. For Nat from Crime Time Nerds for our Bryce Walken art. And lastly... Thanks to our sponsors, Canyon Meadows Cinemas. Please go and support your local independent cinema near you as they desperately need your help as we come out of COVID. Find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site uh, for Redbubble and Public. See what we look like on our YouTube channel by searching FilmRage Podcast. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dares to see terrible movies to feel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Hey, John. Hey, John.